welcome to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast, here to give you the knowledge and inspiration to take the next steps in the world of property. Your weekly dose of property market updates, top tips on buying, selling, renting and investing in property. From your expert estate agents and through interviews with industry specialists. We're here to answer your questions. So here's your host, serial entrepreneur and estate agent, David Thomas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of Ask the Estate Agent podcast. This week's episode is answering the question, why are landlords becoming limited companies? Now, we've had a number of questions about this subject, so I thought I'd start off with this episode just giving an overview of why landlords are changing their approach and their model when investing in property. And we'll highlight a few pointers to consider with this. But um, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a financial advisor or a tax expert. So if you have any specific questions that you'd like answering after this podcast, if it raises any detailed queries about a part of this, then please send them to me and we can look at incorporating these into our interviews with these advisors, which we have planned for uh, future episodes. So in the meantime, let's get straight into this week's topic and uh, the reason this has come up and we've had a lot of questions about it is in the in the past couple of years, there's been a significant increase in the number of private landlords running their lettings businesses as an incorporated limited company. One buy to let lender reported that in the first three quarters of 2017, seven in 10 of its buy to let mortgage applications were made via limited companies rather than individuals. So it's certainly a growing trend. So let's look into why this is happening and whether you should consider it if you are investing in property. So why is the new structure so popular? What are the benefits and drawbacks of it? Well, for the most part, this shift has been due to an ongoing change in the tax regime within the UK, targeted towards landlords. It's being implemented on a phased basis from April 2017 to April 2020, and it's known as Section 24 of the Finance Bill 2015-16. Prior to these new tax rules, landlords could effectively claim tax relief on their mortgage interest repayments at the prevailing rate. So that could have been 20% for basic rate taxpayers, 40% for higher rate taxpayers, and 45% for additional rate taxpayers. When the new regime, though, that's been brought in is fully in place, which is 2020, landlords will only be able to claim tax relief for mortgage interest at the basic rate of 20%. Potentially, this increases tax liabilities for higher and additional rate taxpayers by thousands of pounds, which is the main driver that many landlords are looking at other options. What's the appeal, then, of the limited company structure? Well, over the same period that this phased tax is coming in, corporation tax rates paid by limited companies are reducing from the current 19% to 17% by April 2020. Therefore, it's to the advantage of some landlords to change their letting business to a limited company structure from this perspective alone. While any salary and dividends drawn from the company above the relevant individual allowance will be taxed at the prevailing rate, up to 45% for salary and 38.1% for dividends, any profits 
retained within the company structure are taxed at the lower corporation tax rate. So you can see where the draw is for using the company structure on that perspective alone. So I must emphasize again that the appropriateness of a limited company buy to let to each individual is hard to ascertain as there are many questions and circumstances to consider. So please speak to your accountant or financial advisor in the first instance. We as an estate agency have seen a significant rise in this kind of financing and structure by landlords, which does show a growing appetite for this structure, which seems set to continue in the short term. So it may be something to consider whether you're already invested in property and you have a number of properties or you're looking to buy more or your first time investing, we would advise speaking to your accountant or financial advisor about whether that structure and that that tax perspective is worth considering for your personal circumstances. Another area to look at in regards landlords changing their structure like this is could there be an impact on tenants? The tax changes have already seen rent increases for some tenants in some areas, but this is often dependent on whether the individual landlord shifts to a limited company structure or continues trading as an individual. For many professional landlords with large portfolios and relatively low mortgage exposure, there may be no need to increase rents. Those who continue to let as individuals, and especially those with larger mortgages relative to the property value, could already be feeling the bite of the change in tax rules and may have no choice other than to pass that cost onto their tenants in the form of rent increases. These changes are also occurring when landlords are faced with the tenant fee ban and the selective licensing coming into force in many areas. So certainly the combined effect of all these changes could have a significant effect on rental prices in the future. It's definitely one to look at with all the regulation that is now going on aimed towards landlords, combining it with this Section 24 tax changes. It's um, adding more and more cost and work to the landlord. And naturally, some landlords are going to look to recoup this cost some way. Could this be changing then the type of landlord and not the type of home ownership? And the reason we say this is that the change in tax rules in addition to other policy changes, such as the, the new stamp duty surcharge on the purchase of second or subsequent properties and the ones we've already mentioned, are likely to see some single property landlords driven out the market altogether as the costs just continue to increase. A recent survey of over 800 landlords by specialist lender Kent Reliance indicated that in the past year, landlords with fewer than five properties had not grown their portfolios, while those with 10 or more homes had, on average, added one property to their portfolio. While the full force of the tax changes won't hit until April 2020, there's already an indication it may not be achieving exactly what the government had broadly set out for the buy-to-let market, which was to shift more properties from the hands of landlords and back into private ownership. Instead, it may contribute to a shift in the market that will see a reduction in the number of smaller, more amateur landlords, but present expanding opportunities for larger professional landlords and property investors who, being larger, are able to leverage the value of their portfolios while keeping mortgage liabilities to relative minimum. So, in summary, if you're a landlord 
and this is the first time you've heard of Section 24 and these changes, then please do speak to your accountant for advice as soon as possible. I hope you found the podcast useful and I really just wanted to highlight these tax changes for any of you listeners who were unaware of the implications. So, in summary, if you're a landlord and this is the first time you've heard of Section 24 and these changes, then please do speak to your accountant for advice. I hope you found the podcast useful and I really just wanted to highlight these tax changes for any of you listeners who were unaware of the implications. That leaves me just to say thank you very much again for listening to this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to contact us with any questions you want answering in future episodes. You can do this through social media where you can find us on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Ask the Estate Agent or you can contact us through our website asktheestateagent.co.uk. So join us next time and if you enjoyed the show please don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you're listening and until next time on Ask the Estate Agent, it's goodbye for now. We look forward to answering your property questions and helping you with your next move. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast.